Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're episode 266 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helperton, and who's killing everybody with me tonight? This is, God damn it, Mike. This is Joe Wrong. Butler, and you'll never guess what voice I gave the tall skeleton man. Hi, I'm the Let's Play Princess for you, Stanton, and this is my friend. This is Reese Manic, and I did kill a lot of things during this run. <laughs> and welcome, Reese. And where do people find you at? Oh, you know what? It's been a little bit since I've made a new game, so I'm just going to plug an old game that I made. Feel free to go to Steam, and if you have not played it yet, check out a game called Throw Me in the River. And it's like two, three bucks or something like that. And it's $3. like a, a, a weird old hour-long visual novel about uh, road tripping through Canada in the 50s. So feel free to give it a shot. I can attest it is an extremely good game, and you should give it a shot. I agree, too. I can't remember if he gave me a code or not to state that I cannot remember. I can't remember if I bought it or he gave me a code, but I do want to state that since I'm, yeah. But a whole episode about it, too, where I played it and talked with him about it. So go check that out, too. A long time ago, back when I used to do interviews. I forget what that. I just have no interest. <laughs> I can do interviews, but it's just not It's not me. Not what this show is. So we are here to talk about a game that I have been excited, unfortunately, to play for years. Never got around to it. We were talking about Undertale, developed and published by Toby Fox, came out in 2015. And the reason I never played it, because originally it only came out for PC, and I wasn't a PC gamer in 2015. And by the time it came to consoles, I just, I don't know, I never got around to it. And I did this past week, two weeks ago. To be fair, the PC requirements, I'm pretty sure you can play this thing on a potato. So, Oh, I nothing. I just wasn't a PC gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a PC, actually, for a while. The PC I had died at one point. Also, probably sh- when you put coins inside the box does not help the situation. Why were you putting coins inside? I didn't say I was putting coins in the box now here. My, Who was putting coins inside? My four-year-old was putting coins inside the computer box. Doesn't That's what I assumed. Sense. Yes. Yes. It was. A, I think he was four at the time. Four or five. Yeah, he was little. Three. And he, yeah. They were later on. I'm like, why is this thing? Yeah, he put. You'd find little coins and put them inside, and yeah, it just it it dies eventually. And then I didn't go back to PC gaming until I bought a laptop with the intent to play WoW, which lasted for a month. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> me too. A girlfriend at the time convinced me that we should play WoW together. Did not happen very long, but that's a whole nother story. And then yeah, I just I just somehow always skip this game, but it's always been in my in my log like I should play this someday. And, and now you have. Yeah, unfortunately, I have. Yes. Mm. And there it is. So, <laughs> oh, and Phoebe, what is your history with this game? Uh, I probably bought this within the first year that it had come out. And I had already known a little bit about Toby Fox, thanks to a webcomic that he gave a couple of musical tracks to. Yes, a webcomic and nothing more. Yeah, not a <laughs> lifetime experience that is still technically going. Not something that is the basis of my current 10-year relationship. <laughs> what is this I'm comic surprised. you guys are talking about? I'm stuck. I will I will tell you later because we're not getting into it right okay. now. That's fine. <laughs> I won't ask that. Okay, and Joe, what is your history with Undertale? The same thing as Phoebe. I uh I heard about this and obviously you you hear things about this comic about, you know, like 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 Phoebe said, it's the music and everything is made by a person that was made that comic. And uh, I also didn't know whenever it came out that it was also a Kickstarter as well, which I may or may not have paid money for. I mean, if I had known about it, I probably would have. But 
it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. And Reese? Yeah, so I am coming from a different angle, which is that I knew basically nothing about Homestuck. Still know basically nothing about Homestuck, other than the fact that Toby Fox did some music for it. I heard about it just as being a part of the indie game community and hearing like, oh, this game's made by like one person and people really, really like it. Knew that it was made in a uh, a simpler game engine. I'm trying to remember what is it. Is this RPG Maker or is it Game Maker? I can't remember. I think it's RPG Maker. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So yeah, like I knew it was made in like kind of a heavily modified uh, version of RPG RPG Maker where he like redid a lot of the systems. And I knew that everyone was like, the music is amazing. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, I what was the other thing I wanted to touch on? I'm trying to remember. I'm already like blanking. I, I knew that at the time it came out, a lot of people compared it to, like, Earthbound. And I am a big fan of Earthbound, so that immediately got my attention. And we can kind of talk about, like, how it differs from Earthbound, because it's definitely a very different game. But, yeah, that was kind of my introduction to it. Okay. For the record, I'm not a fan of Earthbound either. Sad. So. so, now that we've talked about the fact that there's a big love of the music here, did you play this with or without the music on? I want you to guess, Phoebe. You did not have any audio on. <laughs> not often. Nope. Okay, that wiffle ball, but that wiffle ball bat is slowly evolving into <laughs> a metal one, <laughs> a squeaky toy hammer. Oh no, it's a metal one over here. I just didn't. You know me. I don't care. I mean, this is not. This is not my thing. Music is not my thing. A lot of times, unless it's from a particular era. Like when I played Xeno Gears later this year. I can guarantee you the sound will never be muted, but this was not something that Mike experienced when he was a ch- younger. So, yeah. Mike, I am being filled with so much determination right now. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I had it gone off here and there, but I just didn't care. I mean, so I have to kind of preface this too. When I when I had heard I had heard about this game through the grapevine, I knew about the genocide run, I knew about the pacifist, I knew that it's an analog, you know, analogy. What word do I want here? I don't know. Analogy. But, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what my brain metaphor whatever metaphor yeah it was I I knew that there was a you know like there you were going to be you know criticized if you decide to kill everybody and be called a murderer like I knew stuff like that but I did not know that this game is not an RPG like what you think it is like I had thought for the long time oh yep it's just an RPG you know that's what I'm getting myself into and the shock and surprise on my face when I played through this game and find out it is nothing like what I expected plays part of the problem in my opinion so i will also back mike up in that for a very specific reason unbeknownst to him so this game is like i mentioned a little bit earlier this game originally is a kickstarter you can go look it up obviously whenever toby fox announced this game was coming out it like it's one of those things where it hit the game hit met its like how much it was supposed to make in like a day and a half because everyone was excited. The trailer and the Kickstarter very much advertise this game as a friendship simulator. It is not advertised as an RPG. It is not advertised as anything else except as a friendship simulator. So going to the game a little bit blind super does not help. So I am hundred I ninety percent don't blame Mike for not like <laughs> understanding that that was the point of the game to not kill enemies. Because the only way you would know that is if someone told you. Well, and then I'd also argue that, like, on a first-time playthrough, the point of the game is kind of to kill enemies and then discover at the end what the, you know, uh, what the underlying systems are, right? Like, I mean, I think it's totally okay to do a first-time playthrough and kill a lot of enemies. I just did a playthrough where I killed a lot of enemies, and it's still a pretty, uh, I mean, you know, obviously Mike disagreed, but it's still a, (laughs) a full experience. It's not like you're playing it wrong. See, I might be the weird one here because I've only ever done the true pass fest. I got 
halfway through a genocide run and got bored. Well, I think you're supposed to. From so my most of my knowledge now about this game comes from a 45 minute YouTube video I watched last night and today, which made this game make a whole lot more sense. I went, oh, I missed that. 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 So yeah. I mean, there's just so much to this game. Like, I can understand why people like it now. So for me, there's a couple things I have to state. One, I don't like any RPG where you only see your combatant and you don't see yourself. Like, Dragon Quest, Earthbound. I mean, I learned to like Dragon Quest. I mean, I can, but that I, I want to see my avatar in a fight. It's just, I mean, I think it's because Final Fantasy is one of my first games that I ever played, so I stick with that. But, so that was another thing. And then when I found out this game had, like, a shoot 'em up type the fence style, I was like, I don't like this. I also do not like shoot 'em ups. I do not like bullet hells. I do not like any of those type of games. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have to do a lot of dodging to survive made me go, eh, this is not what I wanted. Do you, uh, maybe do you think you'll like Delta Rune more? I'm not sure because I haven't played it myself, but I've is it seen even out? The, uh, the first two chapters are. Yeah. Oh, so I looked on Steam and it said coming soon. So it's yeah, supposed that... to be seven chapters, but he's been slowly releasing them. Yeah, yeah they're only partially out. Um, I also have not touched Delta Rune out of just not wanting to play it until it's done. It does be- look like it's a full RPG, though. Like, it's a three-party system. You actually control all three people. You're deciding actions. You can do spells and heal, all sorts of different things. Yeah, I'll never play it, probably. So. <laughs> you play the first episode, see if you like it, and then be like, oh, okay. I play Undertale. I think that's good enough, right? No. No. So a couple of like saying like, Parasite Eve 1 and 2 are the same game, and they're absolutely not. There's a second one, maybe? I don't remember oh that. Oh my god, I'm going <laughs> to <fucking hate> you. <sighs> I'm safe. You, you'd have to travel through all of Nebraska, or wherever you are in Nebraska, if they're Iowa to get to me, I'm safe. So I'll buy a bike. I don't care. <laughs> <sighs> you'd have a lot of country roads to probably ride through, wouldn't you, though, from Nebraska through Iowa to get to Minnesota before you see pavement? I almost walked home, like, last week, and that would have been a nine-hour walk. I don't care. Come fight me. <laughs> <laughs> when you said walk home, I was like, you're going to walk to Boston? But I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't be nine hours. That'd be, like, days, weeks. So, but, okay. I would also still do that. <laughs> I know a guy who biked from New York to San Francisco. Almost the whole way. He did take a, he did, uh, when he got to like, for some reason, he had no interest in biking through North Dakota, Montana, and all those states, and he took a train. It's weird how he didn't want to just ride through those states. <laughs> that was possible. Gee. Don't understand. And we do have listeners in some of those states, so <laughs> I'm sorry, but not a lot. <laughs> for some reason, I think certain, some of my antics that I go on to every so often when I go on rants don't appeal to certain people in, in some states, I've noticed. So. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I try to be better, but uh, it, when I when it, if it's on topic, I go there. If it's not on top of what we're talking about, I, I try not to. But if it, if it if something hits their political, I go political. But all right, that's not what we're here for. No, so it's like Undertale. It's just it's interest. Like I was I was interested, so I went through this game completely blind. I wasn't reading a guide. I only used a guide to see like how many areas were there, so I could kind of keep track of how much game I needed to get through on a daily basis, so I could beat the game within a week. And so that was it. I didn't read anything, and I killed everybody but Papyrus. So okay, <laughs> why did you save Papyrus? Because the option was there, and I felt bad for Sand to kill his brother, so I tried it, and I was in a good state where it wasn't going to kill me if it didn't work out. Where in a lot of the fights, I was barely getting by. When you got to that final hit, I didn't have the turn just to waste. You were just getting murdered. And I wanted to kill some of them. I wanted to kill Undying. I Like, you fucker been chasing me down, throwing spears at me. You deserve to die. 
does it let you do the papyrus date if you killed Sans? I didn't kill Sans. You can kill Sans. Oh, 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 sorry. Actually, no, sorry. Did you date Papyrus? I guess is more what I was getting no, at. No, I did not. Okay. I was going to say, you I, don't even know if you can kill Sans or not. Well, I, I saw you fight him in a final fight, depending on what you do with the run or something. But Yeah, you have to kill a certain amount of enemies within each area, and I think it actually keeps track, because at a certain point, no enemies will spawn anymore. Yeah, because yeah, you kill everybody. Yeah, there, there's. I've done it. It's absolutely a pain in the ass, which is why it's it's a thing of you're not supposed to be doing it. You, the way I saw it is, you basically walk into a corner and you kind of spam back and forth to get enemies. But the the game will tell you after a certain amount of time. Let's say there's, they'll go three left and two left and one. And uh, I think even your like whenever you come into contact with enemies, it'll change from like an exclamation point to a smiley face, and then uh. Eventually, once you kill all the enemies, you'll know it because no music will play. And I think you'll even, you'll even encounter enemies and it'll be there's no one here. And then you'll just continue walking on. Like oh, it's something. Awesome. Yeah, you, you have to very specifically go out of your way. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was just playing through it normally and just fighting everybody that came up. I yeah, didn't. Cool. I, I tried to do the talking a couple times and then it felt like you had to get them down to low health then try talking to them. Again, I didn't look up any guide. They didn't know any information on how the game actually worked. The game doesn't explain it to you. And I was like, this is just stupid. I'm just going to kill you. And that's what I did to the goat mother that made Phoebe very upset when I told her. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you know, if you get like low health, like her attack stop hitting you, right? No, of course not. I mean, I'm looking at an RPG. I didn't know anything. I went into this. I mean, I do. I know now because the YouTube video told me so. But I went into this game completely blind because I wanted to have that experience. Everybody talk. There's a lot of people that talk highly about this game. I've heard about this game for years. I think you played it right for what it's worth. Yes, but then I'm not Even going if you back. didn't enjoy it. Yeah, that's I fair. think you but killed I mean, goat you know. mom and there's no forgiving you. <laughs> that's I'm- fine, too. Actually, you'd be surprised how many people do kill Toriel on their first run and then play I, the, the... I'm sadly aware of that just because the fan gamer plushie of Toriel, you can cut her open and she has another plush inside of her that is a monster soul. Oh my god, really? Yes. You can pull uh, a white heart out of her like she's a fucking Build-A-Bear. <laughs> you can pull anything out of... Well, I guess you can pull stuff out of Build-A-Bears, but... I have bear. I have build. I have a bunch of Pokemon builder bears around me. By yeah, the way. well, I mean that—that's the only way to get them. I mean, they're high quality builder bears. Yes, they are. My, me and my wife were trying to collect them all at one point. We gave up though. When 2020 hit, that's when we when we couldn't get some of them because of COVID and everything. We gave up and they, oh, they kept going. The, de- the devastation online. of the pandemic. <sighs> yes, I had to give up on my Pokemon. Now they were so many lives and Pokemon. They're they're re-releasing them, so it's okay. Nah, I'm I moved on, so that's okay. 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 <sighs> so when did the Digimon Build a Bear start? Digimon, digital monster, digital mm, champion. Every time. So I don't know. I just I played it like an RPG style. So I was just killing everybody. It wasn't until like really later on I was no like there's one point, the second era, you fight a bunch of dog people. And I killed all the dogs. And it wasn't I didn't realize it until I was watching a video where the guy's at a bar and all the dogs are there. I'm like, oh <laughs> they weren't there in mine. <laughs> Mike, you can pet the dogs. God damn it. Holy shit. <laughs> but they had weapons. Okay. You can yeah, literally... some of those weapons have dog faces on them. They and were they just wanted to fight more me. dogs. They wanted to fight. There's literally an option where you can pet the dog and his neck gets longer and you can mercy him. But if you keep petting his head, the head goes all over the screen. Yeah, like I, a, I saw that. Like a three-hour boss fight. <laughs> I don't got time for that. 
I don't know. I just I was turned off by the art style. I was turned off by the dialogue. I was turned off by everything in this game. This is probably this is not the worst game that I played on the show where like for my experience wise, but this is up there. So I, oh, wow. Didn't I enjoy like, it. I was I, bored. I was like, this is stupid. I now all I picture is just Undertale with a small child with Mike's head going, I'm bored. <laughs> the game's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I mean, I like RPGs and I like different type of games. I played so many different types of games and I'm open to it. I don't know what it was about Undertale that just made me not comfortable. I just didn't like it. I was just bored. I didn't understand any. And I mean, now that I watch more videos and like see and like what you guys have said in the chat, like the fact that like this game's a friendship simulator and this game is about, you know, your choices and to show you how in a video game you shouldn't be making choices to murder everything like. I mean, that's cool subtext, and, like, maybe I think I would have enjoyed that, but it wasn't a fun game. So, conversely, I'm just going to step in and say, I think Please. this game, the reason I enjoy this game so much, from a gameplay standpoint, is that every single encounter, you know, with each unique enemy just feels so different and unique. Every, like, every single one is so handcrafted when you enter one of those, you know, bullet hell mini games. and I understand you didn't like the bullet hell mini game stuff. No. Which, yeah, like, I, I get it. That That's going to hurt. Um, but, you know, outside of, like, what you do or don't like, it's like every single one of them is different and unique and doing new stuff. So it is a game that constantly surprises me. And, uh, like, is, you know, I, I, I like, I just love how it's, like, always showing new sides to, like, what it can do with those bullet hell mechanics. So I enjoy playing it a lot. I do understand the visual, you know, criticism. It's a very simple looking game. Like, I totally get that. I will say, having it, playing it muted is doing it a, dis- a disservice. No, like, I agree. That, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Undertale has some of the best chiptune music in any video game ever made. You are not the only person that's told me that. I don't know why I couldn't get into it. I just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, another reason that I'm not going to say. So, but have you listened to Toby Fox's uh, Pokemon music, by the way? Because no. it rips. It's really, really good. Definitely give it a listen. I'm so weird about music. <laughs> I really know. I, I am. I I don't even listen to much music anymore. Like, I really don't even listen to Taylor Swift when, you know, and I don't listen to anything. Every so often, I'll get an itch to play a song that I that I know, and I'll play it, and then that's it. Like, a couple days ago, I got something about, that's what the man said in my head, and all of a sudden, I had to go listen to that's what the man said. Like, it just, little things will trigger it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just strange about music. So I, I, yeah, but I, no, I mean, I, I've heard the good things about the music and I wish I could appreciate it more for that, but I just can't. I mean, it is impressive that this game is made by mostly one guy, right? Dolby Fox. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically all made by him. That's impressive. I mean, I, I will give him that. I mean, very impressive. And, and the fact that how much stuff is in this game, my only complaint is how much stuff you don't see if you don't realize it. And I would have rather had more options in the game telling me like hey go play it again or you sh-, you know like just i don't know i i wanted more tutorial than i want more hand holding than what the game gave and that's a personal issue of mine with games was toriel not holding your hand enough <laughs> no she wasn't hey she kept me she trapped me and wouldn't let me leave so she was murdered she was making sure that you were strong enough to survive the trials ahead she oh i, I made go. sure i was with her dead I, body I, I oh. killed the hell out of her, too, this playthrough, so don't feel bad. I, I, I killed the dogs, too. Because that's what my gamer brain RPG told me. I need the experience. So I have to fight you. I did do mercy to one animal or something, one random battle, and I'm like, I don't get any experience for this? Screw this. We gotta kill. You needed the love. Yeah. 
levels of violence. Eh, I mean, okay, that was humorous. That was cool. But that's what I went to. Is like, I need experience. I need to level up. Like, I can't imagine this game only having 20 HP and trying to go through this game. The armor definitely helps with that. There's some armors that you can get later on that actually heal you automatically every other turn. I did not find any of that. Or or they make uh, healing weapons. Or uh, Sorry, not healing weapons. Healing items do extra. Yeah, it mechanically, I would say the three playthroughs are fairly impressively different that way. Mm-hmm. And it's really okay. interesting because what you're actually finding is the remains of the last children who came down. We okay. have not really talked about the plot all that much. I mean, the plot is you fell into the monster world somehow, right? There, yeah, there's yeah. a there, there's a weird headcanon that people believe that you are a child who is trying to commit suicide. I mean, there's a high possibility that Chara was also one of those or was just psychotic. It's just so strange. Like, well, the idea what you see is you fall into the underworld. You run into the Turio in this beginning open area who's a goat mom who I murdered. And then you're taught to or the idea is that you then are trying to get out of the underworld but to get out you have to go confront the king and that's kind of that's the main plot of this game yeah and you try to make friendships along the way and you find out some secret little details about the world like why the monsters are trapped underground yeah it's there's so much more to this game than what i realize like it wasn't until the video that i watched last last night this morning that really the game made sense i'm like okay i missed a whole another playthrough a whole different ending a true final boss fight and i'm just like huh part of me's a little bummed that i didn't see it and then that part that part of me went no, i have to play the game again and it'd be harder no 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 thank you we're good game then got not getting reinstalled <sighs> i i actually think that's fair too i think one of the higher issues which is why i'm kind of okay with them making delta rune as well because i completely understand the fact of there there are people who are who actually like started this game, maybe kill the monster on accident, or you even have people like I mentioned earlier who killed Toriel, and then you get all the way to the end of the game, and it's like, oh hey, you you did learn your lesson, but you kind of fucked up in the beginning, so no true ending for you. So go replay the game for a solid maybe three hours again. Well, that's I mean, the that's... thing is this game has like two separate true endings to the third, even more hidden one that is quite possibly the most terrifying thing possible. It, there's also a fourth ending, which is if you decide to uh, do the the genocide ending and then replay the entire game again, you get an even worse ending. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, uh, let's let's much. do a let's do a roundtable on uh, what phone calls you got at the end because I got a fun one. I don't remember. I was just happy the game was over. So if if you decide to be somewhat of a naughty shit, Mike, after killing Asgore, depending on who you leave alive. Sans will call you at the end and tell you basically what's going on in the underground because technically the normal endings consist of you not closing the barrier and the monster still kind of being stuck down there. At least you have contact with them. Yeah, I forgot. Do you not get a phone call if you don't kill Asgore? Um, I think you're... I know at the very least for the majority of the boss fight with Asgore, you have to bring him down to zero health. But afterwards, you can mercy and kill him, huh? Right. So I know like, on you... Mercy you can get the phone calls. I'm not sure about Kill. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Got it. I have um, no idea. I can't remember. This was two weeks ago. <laughs> so the ending I got was that I had killed Undyne. So I got a phone call from uh, Alphys that was just like Metaton is like taking over the world. <laughs> like <laughs> Metaton is uh, ruling our lives now, and there's nothing we can do about it. Which was extremely entertaining because it was just like, yeah, we tried to pass power to Endine, but we can't find them. So it's Metaton world now. 
I think I had Papyrus call me and asking about why Undyne won't return his phone calls. Yeah, that's that probably happened. Yeah. Huh. And yeah. I'm assuming you killed Asgore. Of course. So you, yeah, you're gonna get phone calls no matter which route you go. I guess. I had to kill Asgore. He was the king of evil. So okay, hold on. You watched a video that's like 45 minutes long that explains a lot of stuff. Yes. What exactly did it go in depth into? It went in depth. Pretty much everything I feel, but it talked about the different endings. It talked about like the whole idea of this game is to have you recognize the evil. It talked about the the seven different souls of children that had come here before, about how Asgore lost his children in the war, and that's why he's like this, and everybody's trapped here because he can't let go of what happened and the humans did to him. Does like it that. talk about Metaton? Like who the, Metaton the actually is? I don't remember. It might have, but again, oh. this is not Metaton's a talking robot that puts you in game shows. Yes and no. Not a talking robot? Metaton's one of the ghosts that then possesses a robot that Alphys made for him as a body. There's three ghosts. Yeah, there's oh. the mad dummy who then possesses a cat model statue thing back at Papyrus's house. There's Napstabluk and then Napstabluk's cousin who becomes Metaton. Okay. Did, I have, all right, I got nothing. Did, did you enjoy the Final Fantasy reference, Mike? Okay, that <laughs> I did, and the music was on for that part. So, yes, I did enjoy that, that it was, the an, it was the opera, and I caught it. That was fun. Uh, did you did you get very far in the weird, like, puzzle thing where, like, you get dropped down? It's like, oh, yeah, pink is whatever, and then green green is lime, and then orange is orange. You can't step in blue because of fish. Like and two seconds I didn't get too far. It was like, oh, yeah, this is a trick. You can actually beat it. You can beat it. It's I, funny. I believe you, although I hit, I think I got, trapped in a corner where like i was just going in circles so i I think i got trapped in a corner too and then i fell down and then the game just kind of went on wherever it went so yeah i don't really remember much also the game wasn't memorable for me in really any any status and i get why because again i didn't play this game correctly i didn't experience this game correctly i was just there but i was gonna say at least some of the comedy bets have to be rememberable like papyrus giving you was supposed to be the most diabolical puzzle ever and it's just the back of a, a restaurant menu <laughs> uh, just wasn't i don't know i just and i feel bad like i feel bad that i didn't enjoy this game and we're all but, just like good <laughs> no that's fine. I mean, that's fine i mean i i just this is where i probably should have used the guide and had someone tell me hey this is the way to play this game like this is what you should be doing but because i was trying to go in blind which i don't normally do for games by the way anyone listening to this podcast probably knows that like i did for this game because i wanted that experience that other people have and i wanted to see what people like about this game so much not the end you were still confused i still don't really think you played it wrong i just think uh you didn't enjoy it and that's okay sometimes that happens you know i mean i also used a lot of health items i felt like the fights were very very difficult the boss fights were like i'd used up every single healing item i had it can be tricky I also don't like the battle system where you have to line up your 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 little bar in the middle to do more damage. I didn't like that either. Did you catch the like dog shit mechanic that gives you kind of unlimited health items by any chance? No, it's it's a little minor. But like at one point you can get like just a, a pile of dog shit in your inventory and you can use the dog shit and it creates more dog shit in your inventory. And occasionally there's like a small chance that it gives you a very good health item. So you can kind of just, like, spam that over and over again to get, like, unlimited very good health items. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. I mean, I... It's very silly. I did use health items. Like, I would buy stuff from people that would sell it, but that was it. Is that the dog shit you get from fucking the actual Toby Fox dog? I think so. That's the only one that can give you what I assume. Yeah. 
you all there's also uh which there there's a way to redo it and it's kind of a pain in the ass phoebe knows what i'm talking about where i'm gonna go with this uh when you go to tem village they're the only place that'll buy buy things from you but it's completely random on how much they'll give you so you spend like an hour basically going up to the turtle to buy glasses i think that's the most expensive thing that you can buy and then you run all the way you fill your entire inventory you run all the way back down to tem village i didn't even know about this that sounds like a nightmare yeah you run (laughs) you run all the way back down to tem village and then you sell it until you can send temi to college and then temi leaves and comes back from college to which they sell temi armor which is the second strongest item in the our second strongest armor in the game next yeah. to the, the final item you get which is the locket no it's it's stronger than the locket i think it i think it's one less than the locket but it also does something else because it's gonna do something else so it's because i had to look this up myself the temi armor does 20 defense while the locket does 15 yeah locket oh. the temi armor also heals you on every turn and i think it ups how much inventory space you have but it Dang. costs initially 4,000 gold. Every time you die, it goes down. So if you just like keep dying to the same boss, it'll keep decreasing in price until you're able to afford it. Maybe oh, that's cool. The best Mi- weapon and armor in the game are both 99 damage and 99 defense, but they are locked exclusively to the genocide run. Right, yeah. I remember okay. that. I I, like, have basically never used the selling mechanics in this game. I tried to sell stuff, and they always say no. They're like, I don't want to buy your junk. Yeah, that's because you have to go to Tem Village, because Temmie is the best. I never saw Temmie, by the way. <laughs> Boy, this is... T- my name's Temmie, and this is my friend Temmie. Hoi, my name's Temmie, and this is my friend Temmie. Hoi, I'm Temmie, and this is my friend. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm Bob. a good bit, but it's hidden away, yeah. I tried to explore, but I think midway through this game, I just stopped giving a shit. So, yeah. But you know, I, I just get to see the tummy who is so obsessed with humans, but is completely deathly allergic to them, and she gets covered in hoives. Hoives. <laughs> this wasn't. I don't know. This wasn't for me. Like <sighs> nothing was. The charm just didn't wear off on me in this game. Rub off. Okay. <laughs> yes, you are correct. I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't. I wasn't. I don't know, wasn't really funny, any fun. Like, I'm watching a speedrun right now, and they're doing the pacifist run, because that's the fastest, and, like, this, I miss so much of this game. Really? Pacifist is the fastest run? Because you that's have to sit there, and, you have to sit there and find all the enemies in order to, uh... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's all random encounters and goofy stuff like that. I'm trying to think, there's also a bunch of, there's a bunch of small stuff that makes this game incredibly charming as well. For instance, if you're managed, which is also one thing I wanted to say, but Phoebe told me not to because we weren't trying to spoil you, Mike. There's a part in the beginning where you can buy a spider bagel for like five coins, I guess, is the currency in this game. Gold, yeah. whatever. And you, if you carry it all the way up until the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the Muffet fight, if you eat it in the first turn, it'll end the boss fight immediately. Yeah, she'll she'll say, oh, my God, you stole that. But then another spider will come up and just be like, no, 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 no. They bought that. They bought that. That is weird. Yeah, and then so many little gameplay mechanics in this game that you can miss that just last hours down the line that you can carry the butterscotch pie piece from the beginning to the end when you fight Asgore. And if you eat it, it'll also drop his attack and defense even lower than what it's supposed to be. I didn't know That's that. That's cool. One. 
I knew yeah. about the snowman one, which is the snowman asks you to take a piece of him along the journey. And if you last the entire game without using the snowball and have it in your inventory, one of the last phone calls is Sans calling you saying that you made, uh, or maybe he says it in the hallway when he judges you, but he tells you that you made the snowman very happy. You can, you can also be an absolute bastard and in the genocide run, just keep taking snowman pieces and he will cry to you and tell you, please stop taking pieces of me. You are killing me. Yep, you can take three pieces, and then he actually just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. I mean, the, this game is fucked up. Okay, like, let's not. There's When I realize, like, how much undercurrent stuff there is and how much, like, just murder and mayhem and everything else that this game is trying to teach you, I'm like, yeah, the game doesn't make me feel bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm a little bad when earlier. I kill Goatmother. I Joe think earlier, one of the most scary things is the ending system. This game remembers your save and load. Characters in this universe can save and load with you. Like, Sans pretty much has a, sa- a save and load mechanic, semi-confirmed. Flowey has it confirmed. If you do a full genocide run, Chara, who was Azriel's adopted sister, uh, completely takes over your body and all hell breaks loose in the underground. If you then restart the game and go for a true pacifist run, you break the barrier. But Chara is still in your body from the genocide run and gets out as well. And then a whole lot worse shit goes down. Reese, did you uh, did you start like did you uh, undo your original save and start a new save? Or did you buy this game clean? I bought it clean. I had originally played it on PC when it came out. I played it on PS4 this time or PS5, but uh, PS4 backwards (laughs) compatibility. Yeah, I bought yeah. a new copy. Yeah, I okay. uh, I saw that whenever you you also you can do a full true pacifist run, and then uh, when you go and decide that you want to go genocide or you redo your save, uh, Flowey actually legitimately calls you a bastard for starting a new game. That's also pretty <laughs> fucked up too. That's great. I really hated Flowey too. I mean, I know you're supposed to, but I hate. Yeah, it. that's the whole point. The uh, we 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 kind of skipping around. Uh, I'm trying to think of other boss fights. Did you? Like the Metaton boss fight, Mike, in his little area? It was amusing, like, that you were just doing like, game shows and other stuff like that. I don't even remember what his final boss fight was, but it was amusing. You have to get the ratings up. I had a, yeah, that one took all my items, too. That's fair. Uh, did you, I didn't understand what I was doing other than just attacking. I just depleted his health. Did you, did you meet his weird, like, the weird, like, shop owner who's, like, a 20-year-old, and he's, like, depressed about working a fucking fast food joint? With the best name ever? Burger Pants. Oh, you missed the whole thing where there's a guy and he's like, I hate working fast food because I'm like 20 and my life's already over. And then you can go to the alley and buy trash from like other people. And there's a whole back and forth between them where they convince him to steal a bunch of fucking burgers from his work job because they're expensive, I guess. I think the best part about that is that he's working such a low end job that some of the talk options with him, he's just smoking a joint in front of you because he doesn't give a flying fuck. Okay, I saw that in the in the video, but I didn't see it. I didn't come across that when I was playing the game. So I don't know. I, I bought a. F- I would buy healing items, and I thought I bought whatever the best was near the end. But yeah, no, I didn't see the smoke. The guy smoking a joint. I also really hate the drawings in this game. I hate the animation. <laughs> so, it's ugly to me. So. I find it quite charming, but it's undeniably very low res. And you know, I mean, yeah, there's prettier games out there. Yeah, to to each their own. I mean, I like pixel stuff like I like I don't know. I just wasn't into this. I just thought it was ugly, which is not I mean, in my opinion, not like me because I usually don't give a shit. I was like, Mike, 
I have a game that you should play in the future for this. I want to see your opinion on the art style for it. Sure. What's it called? The Messenger. Okay, I do know what you're talking about. I do want to play that, actually. I just have never... I don't think I even own it yet, to be honest with you. The hell is that? It is a... You remember Sea of Stars coming out last year? Oh, I do own it. It's their first game, which (laughs) Sea of Stars is actually a prequel to this game. And it's very Ninja Gaiden-like, but about halfway through the game, I can spoil this. It switches from NES graphics to Super Nintendo graphics. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Oh, that's fine. It is a cool game. I have... Some problems with it that are politically driven, but we're not going to need to get into that. Oh, but I do recommend looking some things up about it. About the game itself or about the publisher? Uh, some of the content that was in the game removed and also still remains in the game. Okay. I mean, the same thing with Sea of Stars. Yeah. You mean the completionist? Uh, I have things yeah. with that team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they removed him. So they took him out of it, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, Messenger is five bucks. It won't be the time that you're hearing this, but it's five bucks at the moment. 24 hours it's so the thing, Mike the thing is I, I, I do I mean even for like you know pixel art games like it is a very low detail art style it is big and blocky there is you know very little texture to the characters and stuff so I do totally get that like not appealing to you because like, I do like pixel yeah. art stuff I mean it's I very like simple the original Final Fantasies I like Dragon Quest I think all that stuff looks good I like some NES games like I more Super Nintendo, but this is just ugly to me. I'm fairly certain Deltarune is an up-res. It looks a little better, but also I like color, and this game has all the almost, all the enemies are in black and white. I didn't really care for that either. Simple thing, but it bothered me. Sure. I don't know. No, I mean, you know, fair enough. I think, I think uh, the visuals are, if the game has a legitimate, like, objective weak point, the visuals are definitely not like that complex. I think the designs are good personally, but they are very simple. I I also have the game kind of playing in the background, so I can remember how like the game goes. And I think there's like a really ugly part where uh you fight papyrus and there's like fog in the background and it just looks really fucking weird. <laughs> but I also think a lot of that just comes down to limitations of working at RPG Maker and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But you know, he did a good job. I mean Toby Fox made a very I mean, interesting and unique game. And it just, and the art style is probably loved by many, many people. It just wasn't me. Well, you, you say the art style is loved by many, many people. But one thing that I will give this game credit to the fact, and I know Phoebe knows what I'm talking about. I hope Reeds knows what I'm talking about. A lot of people suffer from like being in love with this game from when it first came out, which is a normal thing. We know that because uh, we've been through Kingdom Hearts 1 and that game plays like dog shit. And a lot of the stuff people think about when this game came out is they think of the people voicing it over and they think of the fan comics and they think of all the badass remixes, music and makes and things like that. But kind of at the end of the day, if you go back and play, it's kind of the game. It's yeah, just it's the like game. My friend who I just call Sis, they've drawn so much art of this game. I've seen so much art from this game. I'm still seeing art from this universe. And that makes me happy that for a lot of people, this is something that they love as I'm watching the speed run of it with the, the mercy mode. Like I see why people like had I been playing this pacifist and being able to skip all these battles and then like all the boss fights have their own particular way that you do them. I would have probably enjoyed the game more, but because I wasn't looking up anything and, and approached it like an RPG, I missed out my opinion. I think that's why <laughs> we keep referencing it. I Delta rune. You kind of can do the combo somewhere thing to where, a, you can see yourself, and I think it does look a little bit better 
characters actually have really cool sprite art and stuff like that. But I think there's no way to do. And the, I think the first first chapter, there's no way to do a genocide run if there even is one. And then the second chapter, there is a way to do a genocide run, but it's like super out of the way. Like you have to do something very specific. So it's not really bad if you like play like how you played this, where you kill some characters and you don't and things like that. I don't how think it's is... considered a genocide run. It's more like a you have a new party member in the second chapter and their ideology is a certain way and you're trying to force them into something else. Yes. How long has that game been in development? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the plan for it originally was supposed to be was that we were supposed to get Delta Rune and it went from being a full game to being split up into chapters. And then Toby Fox announced that it was supposed to come out every Halloween. It was supposed to come out every Halloween so it could, you know, be a anthology or whatever. The first episode came out and the next year he said, hey, I still need to put some extra elbow grease into it. And I think he said he decided to actually hire people to help him make it. So then, yeah, after, there's a proper team working on that. Yeah. After two years, the instead of it being a year later, two years later, the second chapter came out. So what he 21. Yeah, he announced that ep- episode three, four and five are all supposed to come out at the same time. I don't know why or how. I don't know if maybe they they all play differently. It, it tells a story instead of opposed to a chapter. That was supposed to come out Halloween last year, and there has been no announcement or what's going on with it. So everyone's just kind of in the dark right now. Okay. I'm I'm sure it'll happen. That's not like I mean, it's not like it's been radio silent for that long. Yeah, no, he yeah, he, he comes out with like little updates. It's like I'm still working on it. I, I haven't said anything because I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Making, yeah. It reminds me of like the release schedule of Kentucky Route Zero, which wound up taking like a, you know, almost a decade for them to finish. But it was like one episode every two or three years, basically. That game's supposed to be like fantastic, right? It's one of my favorite games ever made. Oh, well, that tells me it's fantastic. Okay, it's it. on my wish list, but it's not on sale. Pretty so it won't get nuts. I, I did want to touch on just like, yeah, Mike, I think part of this is also just the cultural context of like when the game released, where it was like this was a $10 game made by someone who basically nobody had ever heard of. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the webcomic fans excluding. But, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a $10 game. There wasn't this level of, like, you know, religious hype around the game at the time. So it's like that also makes such a big difference where you're coming in and it's just like such a loved thing now that has become such a big cultural item. So it's uh, that context also really changes things for you going into it. Yes. No, I 100% agree with you. I know that affected affected my opinion and experience when it came to this game. That's for sure. No question. Yeah, expectations. Oh, yeah. I came into this with expectations. And, like, I know I played some. I can't think about it. I played a few games on the show that I had no expectation for and had a great time. Graffiti Kingdom. A- Ape, Ape Escape 3. It had no. Oh, but, Oh, oh yeah, Bokta. I did. Okay, I didn't drive Bokta, I think. But that was also made by Kojima, so I had some expectations. But fair. So, but no, I mean, you know, I, I've I've gone into game, and that does affect a lot of what you what you can do sometimes. What you you know what your feeling is, and the fact that I hadn't played this game for all these years, and I remember people just glowing about it. And I remember being bummed that it wasn't on Xbox at the time or anything that I could have played it on. Oh, and uh, now I'm just like I don't care. I totally forgot. This game also, at least pacifist wise, up until the final boss, kind of babies you. Because I forgot there's also a really important thing where if you you can you don't die. But if you lose Papyrus three times, he's like, you're kind of pathetic. You can go ahead and just go like you're not ah. even worth like keeping around here. 
Pyrus, that's so mean. Well, he doesn't see you as a threat, so that's what it is. I said such nice things about his spaghetti. I don't even remember what the hell I did. <laughs> the date uh, sequences are extremely... Unlike everybody else. Yeah, the date sequences I'm a little sad that you missed out on, Mike, just because they are very clever and silly and well-written and funny. I saw them uh, in the video. Extended sequences. I saw a little bit of the speed room, but yeah, I missed all of that. Yeah, you, you missed a very important question where you go on a date with, Al, with Alfine and she calls you Undyne or Alfine. You go on a date with Alfine and she calls you Undyne. And then when she leaves, Undyne asks you if anime is real. And you can straight up lie to her and say, yes, anime <laughs> is real. Anime is real. <laughs> yeah, I, I take issue with the word lie. <laughs> Giant swords. Magical girls, they're, they're real, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Magical girls, huh, Phoebe? Absolutely real. How's that magical girl anime, not anime, going, Phoebe? Uh, uh, I need to um, watch that. It went even more places that I'm so happy about. Did it keep going hentai? It, it went straight full hentai this this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like I have heard some friends and communities, so they're all like. Oh, this just hit in the right spot. I'm like, absolutely, it fucking did. I'm currently watching Revolutionary Girl Utena for the first time, and oh, oh my god, I love it. It's so <laughs> wonderful. That's a classic. Watch Princess Tutu next. It sounds dumb. It's great. <laughs> it's one of like my top ten ever. Noted. I also didn't really care. I didn't. What the other character that follows you when you're going through Hotland before you go to the castle when you're dealing with the robot? What's the name of that character? The little, which I thought was a guy, and then turned out as a female. I think, right? Alphine? Alphine, yeah. Oh, Alphys? For some reason, I thought Alphys was a guy. I don't know why. That's okay. Nah, she's best lizard scientist. She annoyed me. (laughs) But she loves anime. I find Alphys very charming, yeah. (laughs) Do you think Mew Mew Kissy Cutie is one or two is better? (laughs) It's obviously, yeah, one is obviously better. Come on. (laughs) Oh, did you get the, did you get the Easter egg for the ramen too, Mike? I don't think so. Oh, I'm not aware of this one. Yeah, if, so there's two different Easter eggs for the ramen. If you eat the ramen during a boss fight, it takes like five minutes to make. So whenever you're in the middle of a boss fight, it yeah, just, it's so good. They, yeah, they just stand there awkwardly and uh, you're like, okay, you got to take the ramen. You pour the hot water in. Now you got to wait for the hot water, cook the noodles. The noodles oh will be God. ready in just a bit. Oh, my God. Just a bit. And then if you're doing it, if you're doing the genocide run, I think it implies that you just rip the packet open and then eat the noodles and then pour the fucking the, the powder in your mouth and eat it like that. <laughs> okay. Because you're a psychopath. Like a, it also like fully pauses the boss fight for like a solid two minutes straight while you're waiting for the ramen to cook. And, um, and then it only heals like 10 HP, which is a very funny end result. I love it. I love this fucking game. Like hack your health. Oh, so so going on to which I will now, as much as I hate to admit it, we go into the one thing which Phoebe's going to know what I'm talking about. The reason why I fully got into this is so that people beat this game in like 24 hours. There's a thing where people pretty much did the main run and the genocide run and then released it on YouTube and people were freaking out about it because blah, 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 whatever. So I think it's funny that Mike doesn't like what the hell is it called? Earthbound, because Toby Fox originally made a Earthbound ROM hack. Uh, and it's very edgy because you fight Dr. Donuts and he basically says he's going to rip your head off and shit down your throat and then make you eat the shit from your ass. I don't know. It's really stupid. It's very it's very much something that like a 15 year old. Yeah, teenager wrote, which is when he when he wrote it. He was a teenager when he I made it. Say, that sounds like a Homestuck quote. Yeah. 
It is because uh, also he mel- uh, also made the music for that, which is famously known as uh, Megalovania. Megalovania. So Megalovania also goes into the Homestuck comic because it's not just a comic. It's a comic and a story and a, ma- and a soundtrack and a game and videos. And uh, one of the major points of the early chapters is one of the characters kind of goes crazy and kills what is essentially like half of the cast of the comic uh, that that the current parts in and it plays that same it plays the same megalovania song only it's more it's more uh like fine-tuned and then to which in undertale sans it's actually even funnier because there's actually a trick which is also an, an interesting way to see the game is that you're not fighting sans sans is fighting you because there is a song in the Undertale soundtrack that is called This is the music that plays when you fight Sans. And it's a heavy metal like rock song. So Megalovania is not Sans's final boss theme. It is your character's final boss theme. And Sans That's is fighting awesome. you. That's like, man, it gets even crazier when you think that this is actually a sequel to Earthbound and Sans's Ness. We don't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Maya, did you hear about that? Hear about what? Reese, did you uh. know about that? I did. I did know about it. We're not talking about it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so if you go to the back of Sans's house, he says there's a picture of him standing with three people, and the game theorist tried to say that uh, Sans is like the reincarnated body of Ness from Earthbound. I thought we're we gonna, weren't going into it. We're not. We're gonna leave it at that because it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I don't want to oh, talk no, about no. it. It got dumber. If you want to fully go in, we're not fully going into it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the FNAF movie. No, I don't want to talk about the FNAF movie where they named the game theorist Ness because that was the funniest thing he's ever said. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We're going to break Mike someday. You ever seen, you ever at least heard of game theory, Mike? No, I don't think okay. so. Oh, wow. Uh, uh. I didn't live on the internet as much as I do now at one time. Well, this guy's <laughs> recent-ish. He's been on the last decade. He's oh, okay. I just higher. looked it up and I saw ugly things and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need to know anything else. But but uh, one one of the other things, because this game constantly kept getting updated. There's a uh, what was it? Because I know one of them is is what Phoebe talks about. There's a there's a certain boss you can only unlock if you set your computer to a certain time and date. So sorry. Yeah, the the character's called So Sorry. You have to uh, yeah, it, it's it's a secret boss that's made from a Kickstarter person who had their character put in the game, and then the the Kissy Mew Mew statue is uh, a switch exclusive boss because it uses yeah and switch. it was super fun yeah it uses switch switch stuff to, to fight it or something doesn't it has your heart cut into two different colors red and blue to represent the joy con colors and so some of the attacks you actually have to split apart and so you're controlling two different characters pretty much with both analog sticks it it just pretty okay. much does the brother is a tale of two soul uh, sons. That's a good game. That type of shit where you're controlling two characters with one controller. I would love to play that game, except I've already had it ruined for me, so I know what the ending is. Oh, I, I experienced it. It's a neat one. Yeah, it's still worth playing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty good. I will never play his other games. Or just get high and you won't remember. So give me that. Yeah, they're re- they're remaking it in like a little bit here. I think that's probably when I'll play it. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be different enough that you can enjoy it and not because I, I I I played it. I beat it. I have no idea what the story was anymore, and I don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Really? I'll play it someday again. I want to. I want to do it for this podcast a few times. It just had never happened yet. So All right, anything else you want to say about Undertale? 
I feel like we're kind of getting there. Yeah, I, I have the timer up in the corner. I'm just making sure that we hit that hour. So I think I'm pretty much good. Anybody else? I was going to say, we, we've hinted at the endings in this we point. Ending. But... Please. I mean, this is a spoiler. This is a spoiler podcast like that. Plus, this game came out almost 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was oh, spoiled. <laughs> Holy shit. Phoebe, uh, you're younger. I think you're, young, you're younger than me. I'm pretty sure. Only by like three years. Okay. I'm 36. Four years. Okay. <laughs> I'm 30. See, Joe's the baby. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal my age. Okay. <laughs> are you older or younger? You sound younger. You'll never know. Uh, oh, no. look at Facebook, but I don't know if it has it on there. Mine does, but I'm also really transparent about a lot of things that I probably shouldn't be. But hey, Sam, I'll, I'll, I'm going to like message you all my age after this recording. Sure, uh, he's, he's, he's 304. He yeah, the listeners can't show. figure it out. And he's that's actually a 3,000 year old lowly. He's an immortal. He wants uh, to live forever. <sighs> gotta behead him now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know that I have a reg- well, not not a regret me, but I'm always upset that a Highlander game never came out. I will always be upset about that. Why? There's like two good pieces of Highlander media. There's a movie and an animated movie. I'd play okay. it if you are going to be cease the name of that show with Adrian Paul. I did. I <sighs> tried watching the show. I probably have to skip a little bit of it. Like I've heard the pilot is the bad part, so I'll skip ahead. You don't need to skip listen, anything. The source, was a, mm. the source was awful. Okay, the source only good if you've seen the show. If you told me that a crappy Highlander game came out on PS2, I would be like buying a copy right now. No, there was a one for 360 that was supposed to come out, but didn't happen. And I actually accidentally found the art director who was who was on that game and talked with him on this podcast. That's pretty cool. And I didn't even know he talked. He did Highlander. I just knew he did Legacy of Kane Defiance. And we were talking and all of a sudden he brings up about. Highlander and I start geeking oh, out wow. and we talk a little bit about it and he was like yeah I can send you concept art and stuff. Wait, what was a guy working? worked on Soul Reaver or Legacy of Kane was going to do fine. a Highlander game. Yeah, that's like yeah. very. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's pretty perfect. Daniel <laughs> Kabuko, look up the interview on this podcast for those that are curious. If you haven't haven't heard it, you should. I'll that was a, do that later. <laughs> that was, he's a real nice guy too. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's been on the show twice. He was on that and he also worked on Rise of Argonauts. Holy crap, I forgot we, that game existed. I like that game. We talked about it, too, I, when I did my episode on that game. He's on that. I like that game a lot, too. So He also did Lost Planet 3, which I still have yet to play. Maybe one day. But I haven't reached like out to him in a while. Pro Rise of the Argonauts, but anti-Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm pro a lot of games. Also, like, some of the other endings. I, you, why don't you talk about some of the other the endings real quick? We should, we should do that, and then we can kind of go from there. All right. So, depending on... If you run a neutral playthrough, then all you have to do is fight Asgore and you beat the game. Your character, who is never actually named, gets out, but the barrier still stays for all of Monster Kind. If you do a full genocide run, Sans judges you. You have to fight him, like Mike said. And then I want to say Chara possesses you? Yes. All right. Now, there is no Asgore boss fight. You basically just insta-kill him. Right. Now, the fun thing is, if you didn't, if you did a genocide run, but you didn't do true pacifist, you're not really going to know who Chara is. That information is never really given to you unless you go to the true lab, which is the pretty much the final dungeon of the true pacifist run. You reload your save from the neutral run. You finish up some side stuff. You have a date with Alphys, and then you go into her secret lab where you find out that back in the day, Toriel and Asgore had a kid named Azrael. Ha ha. It's just their names fused together. And... At some point, there was 
a first human who fell into the underworld. Their name was Chara. Chara became their sort of adoptive daughter. They raised her or him. Chara's never really given a gender either. It, it's very specific size. They, they go by they, them. Right. Both so, in, so they yeah. get raised alongside Asriel. And they're, they're always talking about the, these flowers. And her is like, Asriel's talking about how he wants to help Chara. And a plan is concocted in which I want to say Chara's the one that eats the flowers and gets sick. Yes. All right. And whether or not that was always the plan, because Chara may or may not have just always been a psychopath or not, is up to debate. But we know that Asriel was powerful enough to get through the barrier, but didn't break the barrier. Um, it was going to lay Chara down alongside all these flowers. Well, the villagers from Chara's village, see, you know, giant, a monster holding Chara's body, freak out and kill Azrael. Azrael in his final steps gets back to the underworld. In which case, Toriel and Asgore kind of have a little bit of a divorce going on. And Alphys gets this brilliant idea of, well, humans have this thing called determination, which we see throughout the different save points that it fills you with determination and starts doing experiments to bring monsters back to life because human souls can last for an extremely long time, if not indefinitely, outside of a physical body. If the body dies, the soul still stays. While monsters... They die and their soul just withers away pretty much instantaneously along with it. So she starts doing all these experiments, makes a bunch of Cronenberg monsters in the basement because the experiments are a semi-success, but their physical bodies are kind of not holding together and they start turning into goo and goo starts to go with other goo and become amalgamation monsters. But one of these things technically survived the experiments. It worked out. Because Alphys has the brilliant idea of, well, what if we don't put the monster soul or the amalgamation souls into a monster body or a human body? What if we do it into something that doesn't ever have a soul? And they pick a flower. So Azriel gets reborn as Flowey, and is kind of crazy beyond belief. To which the true pacifist ending final boss is Azriel kind of reborn because absorbing all the human souls from all the past humans before your main character in absorbing all the souls of the monsters who are in the underworld brings him back to his senses for a little bit. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to be a God and I can destroy the the barrier and everything wins. I just have to, you know, be buck crazy and have the ability to save and load. So I'll load it all back. So that way nobody has memories and we can do this all infinitely again. And you, you kick his ass. Uh So Phoebe, thank you for that explanation. While you were explaining that, I did some reading on Rise of the Argonauts, and <laughs> I this game looks very fun. I purchased it on Steam. I'm putting it on my Steam Deck. I cannot wait to play it. It's so actually, thank you for the recommendation, Mike. It's re- okay. It is repetitious, but I had fun with it. And if you like Greek mythology and you like stuff like that, I think it's a really cool game. So I mean, I liked it even before I knew the guy that worked on it. I was just like. I had picked it up in one of those random cheap ass sales for X360, probably a game fly. I got it somewhere cheap, played through it. I'm like, this is fun. And then when I found out, when I met the guy, I was like, hey, I was excited to talk with someone who worked on the game. So, no, it gets a lot of hate because it is a little repetitious, but it's just, it's a 360 action game. You beat the shit out of things, you level up, you get cool conversations with people you can talk with. And yeah, it's just, 
yeah, this is fun. Makes this cool game. It's not that long either. So I did realize there's there's one final thing to bring up about that true pacifist ending that I guess would be like sure, the, the sad final note to this because you you break the barrier, everybody gets out, even the amalgamation monsters that are kind of immortal at this point and gooey get out, and the credits hint that they're going to be living with their old families. So now the families know what happened to the bodies and their kids. But Flowey is just kind of stuck in the underworld by himself for now on. Whether or not he's he remembers enough to remember that he w- became Azriel again and feels bad about everything, he's just down there forever, alone. You can't save everybody, even in the true pacifist run. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but you, you get like kind of the 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 what's it called like you get you kind of get like a whole thing of with him i think just during the genocide run whenever he talked you're going through the castle and he's talking to you about how like he technically does have the ability to save as well and he's kind of done everything and killed everyone and he's kind of gotten bored with it so it's kind of his own fault <laughs> yeah that is true you know he, he could have been spending like the whole time trying to find a way to escape or like free himself and he kind of did which was like you know harboring what seven human souls but at the end of the day it's not gonna work out and in that final fight like the game surprised me when i beat asgore and all of a sudden i had to fight flowey and the graphics changed oh photoshop flowey so good i didn't think i was gonna beat the game because i died like three times to it and i'm like right after another i'm like this is how am i supposed to i can't i'm i can't do a shoot them up and i got really upset and then i realized the game just said no it's fine we'll just let you get through anyway yeah that was the whole point you as the as a human have the ability to save and load and you're filled with so much determination that his ability to save and load can't overpower you yeah that 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 part's a little scripted like you're supposed to get like killed like two or three times before the game actually lets you do anything okay so that wasn't all right no you're fine you can also i didn't like it though you can also still die to uh what is it you can still die to his uh like normally and then thankfully i know it, it it's I'm trying to think of the words where it's it's not made to actually completely like fuck you over. So like it has it, checkpoints in it. Yeah, it has checkpoints. It so like whenever you like you have to survive to get each heart to come out and to I think just to basically have it like uh come out and save you. If you die oh, after that se- yeah, after you die in that segment, it won't but thankfully it doesn't start you back at square one where you have to do each heart over and over again. Oh no, thankfully I saw that many, many times. <laughs> So I knew it was a thing, and I was grateful for it. It's also a fun thing where I saw how it played on Switch because I saw my I saw my, uh, my friend play. I it is kind of funner on the PC because the it boots you out of the game completely. Oh yeah, I comp- I love that. Yeah, they do a few tricks that they can't do on consoles. They kind of had to adapt some aspects of the game. For yeah, consoles. on console it looked like my game was crashing because half of my screen just turned to static. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, I need to buy a new Switch. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm playing. I'm fighting Photoshop. Flower. This must be the change. <laughs> it was just like when the graphics change just really threw me for a loop. I was I beat this game like late at night. And I was like, I should be going to sleep, but I just need to finish the stupid game with through my head. So, you know, like the <laughs> screaming human face that's in the TV. Uh, it's still fucking weird. I was like, I, I, I looked it up and I still kept dying and it get to a point where it stopped. Like even after the eat the souls, it would just be like, yeah, it's fine. We just won't kill you like here. You're okay. Just so fucking hard for me. All right. Anything else? Or should we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I got a few. I can't think of anything. I'm good too. Go for it. All right. From the, I watched the entire Obelid super replay from Jay Krug. 
I was let down as well. I keep hearing Earthbound being mentioned, a game I adore, a good game, great music, unique blend of genres, but not for me. From Angel Johnson, the story is solid. The pacing is pretty perfect. It's whimsical. The characters are fun and interesting. The style is nostalgic but clean. The game wasn't trying to be game of the year or the newest, hottest thing in video games. Deb made a game because they loved it, and it showed. I think the issue that it was overhyped, sad thing is, when things get overhyped, people go in expectations too high. It's like everyone pressuring me to see Spider-Man in the early 2000s. They talked it up so much. My boss at Hollywood Video even checked it out on his account and gave it to me to watch. I still don't like it. <laughs> From Autumn Sevier, I still need to play that. It was gifted to me by a fellow overblutter years ago, but it didn't seem controller-friendly at the time. I'm sure there's more workarounds now. Plus, I just got an Azeron Cyborg a week or so, so that's a possibility. I played this on Steam Deck. It worked fine. From Jeff Flynn, I think it's a novel game with some interesting things to say, but it's impossible for anything to ever live up to the hype the community built for it. That's not even the game's fault. It's not lesser for the expectations placed on it. It just grew far beyond the scope of what the game itself could support. And I say that having really enjoyed it myself, but you bounced off it. I can totally understand why. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Badly. From Samuel Klein, I think it's one of the most interesting games ever made, and it was astonishing to learn that it was essentially a trial run for the creator's main project. Its popularity definitely hurt it for a while after release, but I say that Toby Fox and the game have weathered that storm well and come out positively. From Lucas Inachi, first playthrough I went in totally blind in 2015 was very engaged with, with it for the music and humor, though it was tough to beat. Got the ending and thought, oh, good game, cool. Then I realized you're supposed to play it multiple times, and those new playthroughs do not forget what you did in the previous one. I think it's similar to Near Automata, where many people might have stopped after the first ending and didn't realize how much was beyond that. Having done all three runs in their proper order, neutral, pacifist, genocide, I do think this game is genius. Its reputation perhaps spoils the magic a little bit, but I urge anyone to at least give the complete experience a chance. From Natalia Tucker, super fun and cool. A couple things that definitely feel hard to go back to after they improved on it in Deltarune. From Lucas Harris, I played it when the game first came out and got to the final boss but couldn't beat it, so I looked up the endings online. I really liked the music, but the gameplay did nothing for me. Some clever writing, but a lot of it comes off as pretentious. I think I gave it an 8 out of 10. And from Jonathan Gerard, great soundtrack, interesting story, cool final boss, meh, everything else, terrible fan base. Terrible fan base. <laughs> and from official Laser Time community, from Genesis Montiel Ramirez, I Patch Wolf. That means nothing to me. Oh, I patch wolf. <laughs> oh my god. From Nick Crowley, loved it. From Jay Alberto, I respect the following that grew from the game and the music Toby Foss has composed for it and later Pokemon games, but playing Undertale itself wasn't so fun. It's incredibly wordy and made me feel like it was yelling inside jokes I had no context for. From Alex Crowley, I didn't like it and never finished the game. I understand. <laughs> I did, but sort of. <laughs> From John Morin, I think it's a good game once you understand how it works, but I think it asks too much of the player to play by its rule. I also don't care for games that are story first and gameplay second. There are a lot of comparisons to Mother slash Earthbound, but other than the qu quirkiness of the world, I think the comparisons end there. Mother Earthbound has so much more to offer with its combat, character, building, and story. Jason Flint, there's a number of ways to play it that make it more fulfilling, but it's also not for everyone. From Gabe Kleiner, I tried playing it for the first time last year and really wasn't impressed. From Paul Duffy, I was also disappointed, and for me, Lisa the Painful did what Undertale was supposed to do. Oh, that's also a good game. I, I it's on my yet. wish list, but we'll see. I do love Lisa, even if I don't necessarily agree with that statement. <laughs> from Andrew Beamer, the smooth McGrew music tracks were cool. My kid liked it. I recognize that I'm not anywhere close to the correct age or demographic to get as much out of it as I would have as a young man. That's fair. And I got a few more. For, oh, God, I got a lot, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, we'll see. From the last group, Giant Bomb. From Quill Vulcan, complete opposite experience to you. This is one of the very few things that gave me hope when I was at my lowest low. So I'm glad that the game, you know, gave you, you know, helped you. 
you know, I'm I'm sad that I didn't enjoy it, but I mean, games aren't for everyone. I like games a lot of people don't like. <laughs> so from Dan Comstock, what kind of run did you do? What didn't you like or what were you expecting the game but didn't get? I did like the true pacifist route, which I feel like gives you the most out of the story and vibe of the game, which is what people latched onto. I pretty much said everything at this point, what I thought and what I didn't like. But uh, from Joy Gills, at the time it was released, it was doing neat, weird things with combat and mechanics and all that. Almost finished it, but fell off in late game. Not that late, long of a game. <laughs> at that point, just already probably only half an hour left, depending on where he was. From Mitchell Bennett West, I had heard good things about it prior to playing it. No specifics, just that it was some, somewhat submersive of the genre and had a good plot. I thought it was a neat game with a very good soundtrack and was shocked when I heard it had a massive following online. So you experienced it right then. From Tom Roken, I enjoyed it a lot. Did one pacifist run, which was great. Then tried a genocide run, which was surprisingly grim. Never got past the Sands battle right at the end, though. Right from Latchland Ran, it has one of the most irritating fan bases going around, so I say it's almost impossible to go into it fresh at this point without having some sort of expectation that will color your experience. Having said that, the true pacifist run is probably one of the most touching stories I've played, though in a video game personally. From Sammy Habin, I'm glad I'm not the only one I played it close to release and did not get it all. I'm glad people like it, but man, the entire crazy fandom around it blows my mind. From Andrew Lean, it was such a breath of fresh air when it came out, but plenty of other games have done the kind of subversion of the genres known for since then. It was a very enjoyable experience for me. Just going to read a couple more. From Andrew Foskey, Undertale is a game that suffers from expectations. Its fan base is so massive and loud that no matter what your expectation going in, it most likely won't hit them, with the exception of his music, which fucks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Okay, from Tristan Wilson. I consider The Undertale an, an yeah, unironic masterpiece, but mostly for game design and advanced use of meta elements. I think I was pretty mad on it after a single playthrough as well, but his real playthrough is a pacifist run. If you think having a game show is true value after multiple playthroughs much, I won't try to change your mind. I just always viewed the combined runs as one true playthrough, such as with the Nier series. Some things are just conveyed better with patience. And last one I'm going to read from Paul Vallad. The characters are awesome. The music was awesome. My first playthrough, I didn't have any idea about pacifist or genocide. Sans Cathedral conversation at the end shook me. Next playthrough was pacifist, and the true ending had me in tears. Genocide playthrough was super difficult, but I beat Sans. The fact that you that the evil the evil save is stuck in your PC was pretty sweet. And actually, I lied. Last one I'm going to read. Michael Colby, friend of the show. I started it four times, but never got more than an hour in. I might just be too old to get it, but everything about the game annoyed me. <laughs> and this time, I'm not going to forget this. We also have a couple comments in Discord. So join our Discord if you don't want to join these Facebook groups. And you can also comment on the show. And we have from Dominic, friend of the show. How would you rate your experience? Would you call it one of your least favorite games you played for the show? I don't recall you being this negative in a minute. You thought that Nightmare Before Christmas game was okay. <laughs> I can't remember. I was thinking about this. I know Resident Evil 2 Remake, but that was mostly because I was scared out of my mind um, when playing that game in, in a dark basement in a house I just bought. I can't really remember. I mean, most games I play for the show, I have a good time. I know there's been a few I dislike, but I can't remember the last one where I was just so thankful to beat it. God, I know there was well, something. Shadow of the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I forgot about that garbage. I like Shadow of the Hedgehog. God damn it, Mike. I, it I, do too. <laughs> I think I, I don't think I, I can't remember if I hate it or not. Close an episode and go see what I thought, but yeah, that's not a good that. game. I was on that episode, not. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's impossible to defend, but I, I also do kind of love that game. I can't remember. Like now that he, you know, he, he made me think and I, I thought a little of this question back then, but like I curate the games that go on the show now. Cause it's just me that mainly, I mean, I do suggestions, but like, yeah, I mean, it's stuff I want to play. So it's usually stuff that I it's, it's a good game. 
Don't, I can't remember. I know there's been some. I know there's been a couple where I just could not wait to finish it and move on because I just wasn't enjoying it. But I can't remember off the top of my head any. Haunting Ground. That's the one I couldn't wait to be done with because it had all the things I don't like. I am yeah, curious, God, I am Joe, curious to the, play that game at some point. Joe, there actually. was a game that you loved and I hated because it had all the things I don't like. Being chased. God, was what it, was that? Haunting? Oh, could have been Haunting Ground because I also hated Haunting Ground. I didn't even beat it. Okay, maybe it's it how was hard it? that game was. Maybe it was Haunting Ground that I'm thinking of. I can't remember. There was some game I hated because it had all the things I don't like and you guys and people couldn't believe why I didn't like it. And I feel like it was last year, but, but I cannot remember. And I'm was, scrolling through my giant fucking catalog. Was it a horror I didn't like Paper game? Mario. <laughs> was it a horror game? I think it was a horror game. Maybe was it Resident Evil 3? Maybe? No, I, that was easy. Uh, what did we play? Damn it, Dominic, look what you did. You're making the show go longer. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'm trying to get to Octo- uh, Spooktober and seeing what I played in Spooktober. I feel like it was something in Spooktober last year that we did that I... Dead Rising! I remember I did not like that. I Maybe. cheated. That, that wasn't it, though. I uh, cannot... I cannot remember. I'm I'm scrolling through everything we did last year. Yeah, I have no idea, Dominic. No yeah. idea. But yeah, we'll go with those couple I mentioned. So, and I had <laughs> one other comment uh, from Michael Colby. Also, he said, "I'm also surprised. I thought I was a hater on this show. <laughs> Me too. I was surprised that I was so upset and irritated and everything. So, you're not the only one, Michael Colby, that was surprised by this. All right. And before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I want to give out a code because I have codes give out so we are going to give out the code for live lock i don't know what this is so the code is i e t i q c zero two v d nine b q m z that is the code for live lock on steam congratulations to whoever claims that all right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box, and I'll get my negative out of the way. I'm going to put this in the box. I didn't have a good experience, as you all know by this point, but it doesn't mean it's not a good game. It just, I came into it with expectations. I didn't know enough about the game, and I didn't have a good playthrough, and it wasn't for me. I'm so glad that people enjoy this game. I'm so glad people love this game. I wish I would have been one of them, maybe, if I played it again, but I'm, I'm not going to. I got other games, but I'm glad to finally check it off my backlog and be done with it. So and then I played it in Phoebe. This is going on my shelf, but I'm not going to play this again unless I buy it on another console. I'm going to let all these characters have the happy ending that they deserve. All right. And Reese. Hmm. Okay. So the game itself, I'm putting in the stack. And that's not to say that I don't like this game a lot. It's just, you know, the shelf only has so much space. There's a lot of games out there. It's a very good game. Here's the thing, though. In real life, I have the complete vinyl box set of this soundtrack and uh i i that baby sits literally at the top of my shelf it is fully displayed along with the very best video game soundtracks that i have on vinyl i'm very happy with that one uh so you know just uh, i want to note that 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 the soundtrack itself is like top of the heap all right and mr joseph i also agree the game is going to be on the stack for me as much as i do love this game this game means a lot to me part of the reason why is it being that i remembered something whenever i beat the game i wasn't having like a falling out with my friend but we hadn't talked in like a month or two it was my best friend it's my best friend and after beating like the true passive ascending and having the whole friendship is magic kind of thing going i kind of like after i beat i kind of went huh and i picked up my phone and called them and i was like hey you doing anything this weekend we should go hang out and like 
watch a movie and go get something to eat and stuff like that. So, but I also, it's also what the game is. I, we may, I mentioned in the beginning, I do think it's kind of fucked up that the game technically doesn't straight out tell you it's a friendship simulator. It does sell itself as an RPG and to kind of like going into this blind isn't really what you should have to happen in this game. The game should file tell you, hey, you should not play me like a regular RPG. So I, I'll, I'll put it on the stack. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> All right. And I should introduce what we're talking about next week, which I think I forgot to do last episode. Oh, well. We are going to be talking about Assassin's Creed Revelations next week. We are going back to that to that well. I should start that. That's fantastic, Cam. I like that game. I like it more than I remembered. I know I talked a lot of shit about it on this podcast, but I like it better than I remembered. So, Excuse me, Mike. It's called Revelations. There's an I after the O. Oh, my <laughs> God. I will never not bring that up ever. It's not as bad as... Resident Evil Revelations 2 or whatever. Yeah. I haven't played 2 yet. I liked 1, though. Two oh, wait, no, it was 1. It was 1 with the typo. That's right. It's one with the, the typo, 3DS yes. box. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I own I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. And Reese, where can people find you at? I don't even use Twitter these days. Please just uh, find no. me at uh, www.sidegroupgames.com. And that's where some of my games are posted. And otherwise, just I've got projects in the making. And hopefully I can pitch them on a future episode of this wonderful podcast. Also, Mike, I'm totally going to send you the Pokemon music that Toby Fox made just so you can listen to it. Please listen to okay. it. I'll check it out. I can't. Say I'll like it, but I'll check it out. <laughs> I know what song. It's a bopper. And Phoebe. Hi, I'm the Let's Play Princess. You can find me on Twitch where I'm currently doing Slay the Princess before Final Fantasy Rebirth comes out. I also have a YouTube where I do a bunch of different series like Fallout 3 as a serial murderer. I have a video with <laughs> Reese's Throw Me in the River. It is a fantastic game, like I said earlier. And finally, follow me on Twitter where I still somehow exist. I put post polls up every once in a while so people can vote for what they want to see next. Yeah, Twitter's still there. It's still Twitter. No it is still Twitter. It not to be. It's still Twitter, you asshole. So. Listen, Tumblr died. A bunch of other websites t- died. Twitter's where I have to find stuff now. I don't like Twitter anymore. I mean, I don't even like... I get follows all the time, but it's just porn bots. I'm like, okay, that's nice. You can follow me. I'll get more followers. I don't really care anymore about Twitter. It's just... yeah. And if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon! For his little dog, you can vote in our Patreon polls. We usually have one poll a month. This month is two. Two polls, bitch. I made that joke in a while. So, but there are two polls, so get vote. I mean, I try to put things you get to affect the show. You get to put, you get to change something that will be on the show. So, it doesn't, you know, you should feel good about it. And you help me out. So, you know, please do that. And want to give a shot. Oh, and please join our Discord, as I mentioned before. We need more people. Join our Discord. I'm always happy to see people join and talk with. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Elena at Hell Hasker. You can follow her on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram. You will see a link to her link tree. Definitely go check her out. She's TikTok famous and getting pretty well known at this point. <laughs> More than she was before. Like, pretty impressive. So check her out. Really cool person, too. And good friend of mine. And check out Gamer Looks at 40 with Bill Tucker, who's on this podcast all the time. Great friend of mine. Also, let's get check him out, too. You'll see a link to show notes to his podcast. And check out No Mental Fantasy and their podcast I work with. And I should give a shot Nintendo Nintendo main podcast who I'm on there sometimes with. Good show. Listen to it weekly. <laughs> Great guys. Trades on the show often too. And please, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, YouTube, TikTok, scroll videos, and you, yeah, and audio only YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'm Demi. <laughs> yes. <laughs>